Well, hello, folks. That was a good one. And welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we just let a gnat, especially those young gnats. It's Josh's team now. It's... <laughs> Wake up, Josh. Wake up. You're sleeping through your alarm. Let's go. We got shit to do. You can finish that paper in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. She's totally gonna go to prom with you, Josh. Stop worrying about it. <laughs> okay, folks, uh, it's, 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 could not be a more exciting day for us here at We the People Pod. We the People Pod. We love to do Rasta Pods, and we get to do one today for you, with you, by you, by us, with you, for you, by you. Sound good? Wow. Wow. That's a tongue twister. Foo boo foo woo foo boo. It's Rasta Pod time. We got we have a brand new Rasta Pod. We I mean we have brand new everything. We're turning over every single leaf that there is in the universe. All the leaves are gonna need to get turned over after uh, the 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 debacle that has been this team as of late. But hey, we're getting a fresh uh, we're getting we're getting a fresh a quick uh, head start on on the next cycle. You know, the one that no one else is paying attention to because they're all fools. They're all thinking about some stupid tournament in Russia that we don't care about. Uh, We're here with our young boys in this young, young roster, um, ready to break it all down for you guys. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're joining us, listeners, just hungry, hungry for some good news. Well, guess what, guys? We got it. We got it right here. This this was all in uh, Jurgen's master plan to begin with. (laughs) We would get an extra six months of preparation for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, yeah next let's summer. do it. He was like, yeah, Jurgen was like, who, who gives a crap? Jurgen was know? like, if we go to this World Cup, Weston McKenney's not going to get his chance for way too long. So we're going to have exactly. to knock out. Exactly. We're going to have to crash the fuck out. And, and he set all that in motion very early on. Uh, it's like that, that, that guy who uh, rides the bike in front of Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, just like to that. break there's the There's some wind. analogy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's something there in there. We are the Peloton. Uh, <laughs> Polisic. Polisic is, is the guy who got cancer and still raced everybody with his steroids. Shit. Yeah, it, let's hope not. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> jokes. Jokes. These are jokes. Shall we, uh, before we go any further into the mud, shall we uh, get, break out these names, line these boys up, and start line to discuss... Up. Uh, who are these people? <laughs> Seriously, who are these people? <laughs> About our own people. Uh, could not be more fresh names. I'm excited. We're back. We're back. We're back. Let's do it. Goalkeepers. I don't know. I don't know who gets how many gloves. I don't know where these gloves are even going. I got two gloves in my pocket. If I'm uh, if I'm if I'm current head coach of the USMNT, and they're going to go to either Jesse Gonzalez, Ethan Horvath, and or slash also Bill Hamid. Defenders. William. Uh, Williams. Defenders. We're going to have John Brooks back. Welcome back. Cameron Carter Vickers, Eric Lehigh, Matt Miazga. You know him. You love him. He's the young James Franco brother. The James Franco brother that went missing. Tim Ream. The tallest Franco. <laughs> the, uh, the, the noodle <laughs> Franco. Jorge Villafania. And DeAndre Yedlin. I love it. 
Uh, in Indeed. midfield, Kellen Acosta. Heyo, Ty's Pookie baby. Uh, reach mm-hmm. out to us on Twitter at WTPPod, where we met Kanika Acosta. Tyler Adams, Shouts. welcome to the squad from the New York Tyler Red Adams, Bulls. My, Tyler Adams, my new Pookie baby. The new Pooks. Alejandro Bedoya for that locker room <laughs> presence. That mm-hmm. he's the 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 the, the patchy beard might show up here just to make himself feel he's as the only old one who can grow one. Yeah, Lyndon Gooch. <laughs> Uh, Lyndon Gooch is back. Good to see ya. We got a care package waiting for you, Gucci baby. Just let Gucci us know. Gucci time, dog. Uh, first time ever saying saying this name on the roster, and I couldn't be more psyched. Weston McKinney, all the way from yes. Shalk America. The boy Get made in. it. The boy made it through the the backup ranks in that club, all the way to the starting lineup of Schalke this year in Germany. And here he is on our roster. Can't wait to talk about you starting today and going on forever. Kellen Rowe, welcome back. And Danny Williams. Danny Williams coming from England. Great to see you and your terrifying tattooed neck. Wanny Dilliams. (laughs) Wanny Dills, baby. Let's go. Uh, Juan Agudelo, blast from the past. Dom Dwyer, uh, once again with us. Don't know this guy. Straight up, have no idea. CJ Sapong. Uh, don't know who that is. And then we've got another, gosh, this is the best thing ever. Josh Sargent, welcome Josh to the full Sargent. men's national squad first straight team, from baby. The, straight from the 17s. Uh, Ty. Get in. Ty, I got to ask you, man, what's your first impressions upon hearing, hearing this roster uh, with, you know, within the past few days come out? Oh, there's, there's joy. And there's happiness, and I know I know that it's just temporary. It's just a little, um, a little, you know, uh, 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 anesthetic from from the pain of of missing out. But I, I'm a guy who who loves me some some fishies, you know. And I, I think our young players are in a, in a uh, soccer culture that is perpetually evolving and hopefully perpetually growing. That. That's why our young players are so exciting because they always represent the the next stages of of U.S. soccer, and these players do. There's there's a lot of uh, guys who are at a higher level than their equivalent um, players from from the last generation, who are who are experiencing soccer at a at a really um, advanced pace. You know, more of an international pace for young players. For some um, of so them, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really glad to see a lot of the the names that we've been calling for for a long time. I think a lot of them should have been called in much sooner. Uh, but it's water under the bridge, and we look forward now to the 2022 World Cup, and we also look forward to uh, the the possibility of maybe a strong Olympic team that could prepare us to do well uh, in qualifying for and maybe even at the 2022 World Cup. It's a, it's an exciting anesthetic. Maybe we should do a little bit of housekeeping here because um, it's not Bruce who chose this squad. It's not Bruce. I you know we we've we we were hoping to have a little bit longer with Brucey Baby, um, but Bruce Arena's on his way out. Who is this guy? Who's the, who selected this roster and how did how did that process go? I mean, who's at, who's at the helm right now? Who's driving this bus? Uh, so Dave Sarakin, who was Bruce's uh, assistant coach, is. In charge, and he was originally announced. Uh, the Total Soccer Show guys have been parsing these words extensively. Um, he was announced as the assistant coach who will guide the U.S., and now he has become a uh, temp- temporary head coach, something like that. Uh, so very clearly, the the federation attempted to get someone in uh, as as the official proper 
real temporary head coach. Couldn't really find anyone, so they just picked uh, Sarakin because he knows the players and can get, handle all the logistics and all those things. But I wouldn't expect him to handle anything past um, past this game. Uh, I would expect them to appoint a temporary, real temporary manager uh, after this camp and have that that proper real temporary manager cover uh january camp and then probably some friendlies where we'll you know get beat up on by world cup teams uh in the spring um and then hopefully some summer uh you know sideshow friendlies against random teams and then that after the world cup we'll we'll have a new head proper head coach appointed and we'll break down all the options and all the the, the the speculation of all that uh, when the time comes, but I don't so really. So he's basically give a crap ran. Yeah, who, who gives a crap about yeah. this guy Sarakin? He's he's he sounds like a, a little bit of a fill-in stand. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, shouts. No, nothing. If you want a care package, we'll send you a care package. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get on the, if you want to get on the show, I'll, I'll immediately stop. But saying I just, terrible. All I mean is, things. it's not really worth parsing his like tactical. Yeah, uh, no. It sounds like it sounds like basically the yeah. the the powers that at work here really are more general forces than any single person. This is the entire right, right, federation exactly. saying <laughs> to the entire nation of fans, okay, we got to get some youngins out there, um, and 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 also giving you know. Certain certain uh, um, high profile names absent, which I think a lot of people were demanding for as well. Michael Bradley and right. Josie Altador. My uh, my other piece of housekeeping is a complaint to housekeeping, which is that we sh- really should have had two games uh, in this window. There's there's time for two games. Um, I you know the word is that the Portugal friendly was prearranged, and so they kept it, but they didn't already have something lined up for the other slot, and they were going to do that after. Uh, you know, presumptively qualifying for the World Cup. Um, and I get that, you know, we're not going to get a friendly at Germany or something, given that we're not going to go to the World Cup and we're going to be playing all these young guys. Um, but y- you don't think El Salvador would have us? You don't think Guatemala would have us get a little practice playing on those fields, you know, in front of Hell those yeah. kinds of crowds? Get these young ones um, used to Even if they want to come to us. Another final idea I had was uh, we played a friendly against uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, which is a FIFA territory, um, obviously part of the United States, and they've been they've had this this hurricane recently. So I was thinking we should play a, a friendly against Puerto Rico for hurricane relief and p- put it in Florida and you know do it right. What a novel and, concept! Yeah, what well, what would be wrong with that? You know, so I I, I I get that it costs money to put on games. I get that there's some demotivation going on, but when you look at this roster, we're assembling, you know, probably our 20, tw- 20 of our best twenty five young players. Uh, in in one roster, and so the the missed opportunity to get them more game time and get more of them, uh, you know, on the field and and with real reps uh, is a huge missed opportunity in my opinion. All right, well, write that one down. Uh, that'll be number one on the list of missed opportunities this cycle. It's the first missed opportunity, <laughs> and uh, I, w- I wish I had started. And check. <laughs> I wish I had started this list in the last cycle so I could have a comprehensive start to finish we, chronological we have, list. We should of- have the um. Of the errors that have been made. That, that like, calendar on the wall, you know, X days <laughs> since the last workplace incident. It's like, it, 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 was, it was up to, like, nine days since the last uh, organizational <laughs> error. almost went nine days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just a constant counter. We all get bonuses if we don't make a mistake for six months. Folks, this is exactly. all leading up to a friendly versus Portugal. If you didn't already know that, that's what this is all about. It's on Tuesday, uh, something like 4 o'clock Eastern time, 345, some, some, some in that range. Um, it's a Swami friendly. Will, um, Swami Jurgen might exactly might need when. to get involved here. 
Attention, please. A gap in research has been discovered. The friendly versus Portugal will take place at 3:45 Eastern Time, and will be broadcast by Fox Sports One and Unimas. Also, Lance Armstrong. He has had. A storied and respectable career, uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> hit you more than ever, Swami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Swami. Um, so let's dive into these names a little bit. There are a few that people may know, and a few that they probably don't know. Um, let's start with let's start with the absolute most exciting. Uh, first cap potentials here, which have got to be Tyler Adams and Josh Sargent. Is there anyone? I see no one else on this. Maybe Jesse Gonzalez is worth a shout Weston, there as well. Weston, baby. Weston. Jesus, how how can this be? Bitch, you totally forgot Weston. I love that guy. So many good first Who's caps. It? So I many, love this. so many good first caps. Jesse Gonzalez, Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney, and Josh Sargent. What? Who do you want to talk about first? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with Sargent cause he's so far ahead of the curve. You know, the other, the other two Adams and, and McKinney have been playing at a high level, uh, for, for a little while. Um, not necessarily, uh, you know, good enough to get on the, the national team radar under very conservative coaches. Um, but, but good enough to be noticed. Josh Sargent has not played a professional minute of soccer. Uh, his his best credit is um, is is playing for the U.S. youth teams, for whom he has done excellently. Uh, but it is kind of uh, you know not it's not unprecedented, but it's very rare. I think the last the last player I can remember doing something like this was uh, uh, Gale Agbasumande, uh, who who hadn't even played college when he got his first cap and, and played against South Africa. Back we in were the all day. surprised when Jordan Morris joined us and and yeah, uh, Jordan Morris. Yeah, right, 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 precisely. So. Um, and I, I love it. I love it. I think this should be a common occurrence. I don't think this should be a uh, emergency occurrence. I think it should be the kind of thing that you regularly see with with U.S. Cap, uh, camps and friendlies, um, because I I think part of the role of the U.S. setup can be to prepare those guys for more successful professional careers. So we're not just looking at a team that's composed of players who figured it out on their own, but there's a general. Uh, you know, fraternity of of guys helping each other out, and maybe um, Sargent getting the chance to hang out with McKinney and getting a chance to hang out with some of the other players who've played in Germany uh, could could do him in good stead. So he has a relationship with them. You know, next year when he's playing against them, hopefully um, he he has someone to you know have dinner with before the game, that kind of thing. And that yeah, can remember how human, remember how player. human these people are, man. When I was 17, 18... I would have much rather gone to Germany knowing one person that I had hung out with and had a sleepover with once before. Exactly. You know what I mean? That exactly. type of shit makes a difference for a person. And there's so that like cool. summer camp vibe too, where yeah. like you know you become best friends with somebody in two days. Yeah, like that's, yeah. I I bet that stuff happens. You know, we, we totally. don't have a picture from, on the inside, but especially for someone who is uh, about to go into what will be a personal challenge. You know, just as a human being. You know, being in a different country all of a sudden, um, talk about homesickness and adjustment and all of that. Uh, I think that the idea for huge. some so context for those of you who don't know, Josh Sargent is uh, going to Werder Bremen, uh, mid-table team. That's right. That's right. Yeah, or sorry, actually, lower than mid-table team yeah. at this point. Not doing so hot uh, right now. Is Werder which is Bremen. perfect because uh, 
I mean, it, it's possible they'll go down. It's unlikely. They're they're such a big club. They they could probably bring in reinforcements um, in in the middle of the season to try to avoid going down. Uh, and they, it's it's a good spot because they're not a top tier team that's firing on all cylinders. So when he goes there, I mean, he'll have the chance to compete for minutes. Hopefully later in the season. Um, they have brought him in specifically as a youth player for this year, uh, and then with the expectation that he'll be a first teamer next year. Um, so is which, he training uh, with their in their system now, or is he just kicking it? I believe he's done a couple trips, but uh, you you can't play in any competition for a club until you have officially signed for them, which he can't do until January. So that that's why there's this kind of weird gap, okay. uh, where he hasn't signed for any other professional team. Um, but his story, so so to give people the background on Josh Sargent, uh, he is a moderately tall uh, striker who looks kind of awkward. And when I saw him the first time for the U17s, I just assumed that he was the tall kid who could, uh, who could, you know, bang in a, a bang in a cross at, at youth level. And he's turned out to be so much more than that. He's so quick and dynamic. His movement is great. Um, his, his, uh, I'm not going to say the phrase, but when he receives the ball near the goal with his back turned to goal, <laughs> he's very good at finding teammates. Um, <clears throat> he's good at playing with his back to goal. We're tired of a phrase goal. that Josie Altador is associated with, uh, yeah. as, as a pivotal aspect of being a striker but he's, he's very good uh, with the ball at his feet he combines really well with teammates which has been uh on on show spectacularly with uh his u17 colleagues uh who are this run and gun kind of atlanta united style team um and so he's he's a really solid really interesting prospect he he scored i think four goals at the under 20 world cup and then another three or four at the uh, u17 world cup um played in both this year uh, so he's he's been he's been one of the brightest stars at at youth level, and it's it's really exciting to see to see what he can do. I'm I'm particularly excited to see him up against Pepe, who is twice his age. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering Father, if he son. can cope with the physicality of of senior um, defenders because this will actually be the first time in his professional career that he has played against older than U20 players, uh, which is pretty unbelievable. Remarkable. Unbelievable. What is this? The stories you'll get to see when when following this Nats team are really pretty crazy. What was that guy who came up from the NASL? Uh, it wasn't Viafania, it was the uh, other dude. Ibarra. Ibarra, man, seeing Miguel Ibarra come up, seeing uh, Jordan Morris ascend in the way he did, folks. This is the type of insane stories that we may get to witness here with these young, talented kids. It's our ex- equivalent of the policeman who played for Ghana. I, I just it I love sure this stuff, is. honestly. Yeah, it I, sure is. That's exactly right. I feel like no stone should go unturned, and even if it's as a message to those to that U seventeen team that like you're really close. You know, yeah. I, I think psychologically for those players thinking, damn, if I get that contract in Germany, you know, if I if I go out there and push myself and try try to absolutely you know, go beyond my comfort zone, maybe maybe I'll get a chance. Maybe I'll get a chance. Like that that mentality I think seeps through the whole program. It sure does, folks. Uh, I'm excited to see Weston. I'm excited to see Tyler and Jesse Gonzalez. Let's discuss... Actually, before we do that, before we discuss who's not here, I do need to know who is CJ Sapong. I don't know who that is. Oh, man. CJ Sapong has been a... Uh, he was a hot prospect at, um, at, at Kansas City, and he had a, a, a really good rookie year. Uh, then kind of tailed off. I think he went on loan, had some discipline problems, maybe a DUI. I'm not saying he did. I'm just 
trying to remember what happened with him, some <laughs> sort of fight or something. Nor am I um, saying that based on no, his character, not, do I think he would do such a thing? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so some, uh, some he had saying. some kind of complication. Um, he had some some, some, stuff some complications down. in Kansas City. Went to uh, the Union recently, uh, the past couple of years, and has done really well for them. He's become you know more of a, a, a focal uh, player for them. Seems comfortable. Um, has had a really good year this year. He's been among the top uh, American goal scorers in MLS. So it sounds like um, if you so look he, at... he's kind of rounding into his own. He he's somebody who, uh, you know, ironically, this being one of his first uh, chances with the full Nats, um, he would be a uh, older guy uh, going into that that twenty twenty two cycle. But somebody who who you know maybe could come off the bench and get us some goals and 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 contribute. Um, I not a World Cup winner. Not too bothered about CJ Sapong. I'm much more concerned with the the players who I do think are World Cup winners on this team. Sure. Sure. Not to mention Jesse Gonzalez could, in theory, go Mexico if he still wanted. Yeah, I think the the Jesse Gonzalez thing is much more of a uh, is much more of a political and you know confederation kind of battle than it is a, a a real real hype around the player. I mean, it, I think he's good, but I don't think there's any indication that he's going to be uh, that much better than than Horvath or yeah, Stefan yeah. or any of the other guys in yeah. his kind of cohort. So if, if he starts to really stand out. Um, then it'll be a coup, but I, I think mostly it's about the the <laughs> the fear of of losing players, as as we've seen with a lot of the hysteria going on about uh, Jonathan Gonzalez. Do you hear that sound, my bruv? Do you hear that sound? It's been creeping up on oh, us boy. all episode. I mean, I'm this, already this, doing it. <laughs> this episode kind of is just one big yeah. fishy, but whatever. Oh, God. We actually do have fishies who are active, who are not on this roster, believe it or not. So uh, let's do it. Let's, let's, what's that sound? Mm. Fishy Report, Fishy Report, welcome to the Fishy Report. Woo! Welcome to the Fishy Report. This, of course, is everybody's favorite segment of the show, uh, in which we keep tabs on all of our little fishies. Fishies being anybody that can play for a youth team, a team with you and then an integer after, a real number, no imaginary numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Math! So we, we do actually have fishies that aren't here. I mean, this thing, this roster is full of fishies. Who's not here? We were talking about Jonathan Gonzalez. That's a player, a name I don't know uh, too well. Um, who, who, who's Jonathan Gonzalez? Yeah, so he's a, he's a defensive midfielder who has become a starter this year for Monterrey. Cool. Liga MX. at the top of Liga MX. And he, um, he's, he's doing really well playing against uh, much older players. I think he's 19 or 20. Um, Nice. And he uh, he he has kind of carved out that that starting spot, um, and he happens to have some games very close to the friendly date, so it's it's highly likely that they kind of agreed to uh, leave him at his club. But there has been considerable speculation about Mexico, even though he has con- continually said that he wants to play for the U.S. Um, he's a U.S. born. I can't remember. I think somewhere in Texas. <laughs> Yeah, so he maybe he maybe is feeling prospect. like I just I came to the Mexican league because it was a good career opportunity. I wasn't trying to announce my affiliation with um, you know, whatever, with Mexico or anything. But but the fact that he's there and is of Mexican heritage and could and is eligible, um, you know, yeah. it's, I think the whole universe is like, "Oh my god, he's going to play for Mexico." But it really I mean, the kid just keeps saying, "I, I want to play for the states." Like, uh, yeah, one, yeah, one day exactly. he's gonna right. one day he's gonna like throw the microphone down and be like, "Fuck it, I will play for Mexico." Then, can you stop asking me this question? <laughs> stop asking me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, any any time, uh, any time there's a, a player eligible for both countries, there's even more 
um, you know, uh, saber rattling than there is for other uh, dual nationals. And, and it's, it's always seen as a, it's, it's kind of an interesting contest because I don't think the Mexicans really care to have players who are half committed, whereas we are like, Hell oh, yeah, we love that. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> we're so make thirsty. Them committed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're so desperate for talent. So, but anyways, who else? Yeah, who else? Yeah. Who and else? I just checked, and he's 18. He's 18, so he, he segues perfectly into the point I'm going to make. So um, we say the eligible to play for a U team. There is a U23 team that qualifies for the Olympics. Right. Um, and so w- the, the, the heuristic that we are going to use... Uh, uh, you know, officially here is that you need to be eligible for the next for for some sort of youth tournament. So not just players who are under twenty two, but players who could actually play for a youth tournament, right? Um, for the U.S. So I have assembled a, a a list of all the players who are going to be able to play on the Olympic qualifying team for the Olympic Games in twenty twenty. Okay, uh, let's hear it. So in, this is in fall of twenty nineteen. This is a list guide. This sorry to speak over you there. This is a list of the known quantities, the known players that we know about that are ava- that we're excited about because we're not perhaps just listing every American that has touched a soccer ball, but the good ones, the people who can play that we know about, the good who ones, are eligible the for our next very important youth tournament. Why are the Olympics important? Who cares? It's a youth tournament. Yeah, so the Olympics are a, a very interesting uh, testing ground and um, stage for young players because the the way the Olympic uh, soccer tournament works is it's a fully international tournament that that any country can qualify for, but uh, you can only use your under twenty three players, um, which for that Olympics is going to be defined as players who are born in nineteen ninety seven or after. Okay. Um, and so, but you can also use three overage players That's right. uh, in the actual Olympics themselves. And not you that can't anybody use overage players in qualifying. And not that anybody gives a shit. But we are not obviously going to count the overage players as fishies. Uh, nor would we count yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. who's but, eligible to be an over. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get there because that is important. So, so what we're thinking is uh, to to us, everything except for the World Cup is a friendly. Um, and I know I know other people may disagree. Uh, but to me, to 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 my personal uh, taste and and reasons why I follow this team, I care about this team because the World Cup exists and we can participate in it. Um, I I love soccer as a sport, but the reason I care about the USMNT is that we are eligible to participate in the World Cup. This it's the thing that matters to me. Um, and and you know I and, I, I, and that being said, that like, I don't enjoy so we gear, watching other competitions, but that's what I live. That's right, and we so we're gearing support, our whole you know. our whole philosophy on this show is geared towards the World Cup. That doesn't mean we don't enjoy or care about or have an investment right. in these tournaments that we're calling uh, quote unquote friendlies. Not at all. It's right. quite the opposite. In fact, the World Cup is exactly. so important to us that an otherwise crap tournament takes on great relevance. Even though we are saying it's a friendly, it should be treated like a friendly. We should be playing exactly. young kids that. Uh, don't let um, don't 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 get it twisted, folks. That does not diminish the importance of these games to us. It's just a matter of approach. Our, our perspective is everything should gear towards one tournament rather than and because and the reason for that is let's say if if you do say the gold cup is important to you in and of itself, then it does make sense to bring a thirty year old, thirty three year old Zeusy to be a locker room presence or whatever. If you don't see that as important to you, then that doesn't make any sense. 
to bring in an aging player as a uh, locker yeah. room presence. And that's where we're at. That's all we're saying is why are we bringing locker room presences to tournaments that are really just build up for a more important tournament? And it's exactly. because coaches uh, <clears throat> see themselves as under threat. They need to win now. These tournaments are important. So that's why we want to change the mentality and say, no, they're not. They're not important. You will not get fired if you lose this tournament. You will get fired right. if you don't prepare the youth for the World Cup. Right? Exactly. Yeah. If, I, if our, if our uh, generation that is potentially going to be the core of the 2022 and 2026 uh, cycles is not sufficiently prepared by the time we get there, that's the failure. That's the failure. So, um, and you enough. saw that so many times in this cycle, just a brief aside. Yeah. How many times did Bruce say, well, we couldn't bring, we couldn't bring him in for this important game because he hasn't played with us yet? Oh my God. It's like, you should have played him. <laughs> You're the person who didn't play him. You're the reason he yet. I just want to like grab him by the shoulders. It's like you're in charge this of making that happen time. earlier. <laughs> so, so oh guys, so, uh, what's yeah. this list? Let's get to this list. Enough, enough dilly dally. So yeah, you get just the to idea. quickly close the loop. So the the 2020 uh, Olympics is is the most important friendly on the way to qualifying for the 2022 uh, World Cup because. The Olympics are an international tournament. So we're not playing in our region. We're not even pl just playing with South America. We're playing with players from all over the world. It's highly competitive. But as opposed to those senior tournaments, if we send a youth-oriented youth roster to those senior tournaments, we will perform worse. However, with the Olympics, we're always still playing with our age group, even though we are using our younger players. So it's a better uh, testing ground and, and, and place for those players to experiment and, and try to do their best. So I think... One of our intermediate goals uh, to track our progress on the way to qualifying for and doing well in the 2022 World Cup is to do well in these Olympics. And the U.S. has been in touching distance of a medal before. And I think if we were to, you know, as a as a soccer culture, start to think, okay, well, one thing that we can do to really get us ready would be to win a medal in in Tokyo. And how um, meaningful that would, be would that amazing. be to be visible on you know on television, the t the same TV. That has uh, um, uh, 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 Big Bang face? Theory and and stuff like that. Oh would yeah, be, yeah, the one with be, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah the, right. the, you know that whole Everybody television thing that everyone watches. You Rye know, Mom. we would we yeah. would be on there. Our young guns would be on there, holding up a medal that everyone cares about. <clears throat> how exactly. much? How exactly. you know? That's that could they make do a the big difference. Opening ceremony. They wear those jackets. Those like. $200 custom design jackets that they make every four years. Um, the little logo on them. So, so Let's the Olympic team is, is pivotal to us. And so that's why the fishies are defined essentially as players who are going to be eligible to play for that Olympic team. So let's get to the most important ones. We <laughs> talked about Josh Sargent. Uh, obviously, chief among them is Christian Pulisic, of who course, is eligible to play on this Olympic team and should go and should help us uh, win a medal. Um, but we don't need to talk about him. He's starting at Dortmund. He... Team team sucks. He's the best player. <laughs> I know. Oba, so they, I mean, Oba we don't we don't need to talk about them. But the, just yeah. the, all I'll say about Christian Pulisic is that he is making the transition from being um, from being like a, a helpful starter and role player to this conversation that happens at Dortmund with everyone who they truly care about, which is how long will he want to stay here. And that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Exactly. He's, he, now Pulisic is in that range of Dortmund players. And, and we need to find players who can, who can take advantage of how good Pulisic is. Like, that's, that's how the conversation has gone. It's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah. he, he, he's, he's the best player on a currently very bad Dortmund team. Uh, 
I mean, at least the best attacker. I guess you could probably put some of the midfielders or defenders ahead of him. But um, so so anyway, and he should have about ten assists already this year, except that Yarmolenko just <laughs> has feet of concrete, and Oba Oba has some sort of like horrible yeah. vision problem, some astigmatism. That is, it's like what's gotten into these guys? Anyway, so Pulisic's good. Uh, now, uh, Weston, I'll, I'll give people an update on McKinney, who we've fishy reported on uh, plenty of times as he's been breaking into the Schalke side. He's continued to, to hold steady with them, and his performances have just gotten better and better. Oh, my God, he's a wrecking ball. Um, alongside Dude, Weston, him, in, his in, photo, in his photo for the uh, USMNT roster, he looks, and don't get me wrong, folks, I've never made this connection just watching him play, but in that one photo, he kind of looks like Earl Sweat, man. He's got a little Earl Sweat going really? on. Yeah, check it out. The one on, you, you know, you, the official U.S. roster photo for Weston McKinney. Reach out to us on Twitter, at WTPpod. If anybody has an extra, you know, extra few minutes, uh, reach out to us there and let us know uh, if you think this photo looks at all like Earl Sweatshirt. And, and, uh, we'll and t- tell us if our next player reminds you of a creative Tyler. Tyler Adams. A creative See what Tyler. I did there? See what I did there? You missed it. I missed oh it. Oh my god. No, what is it? What is it? I didn't get it. So so you're talking about Earl Sweat. Yeah. Oh, oh. And I'm talking about I get the creative it Tyler. I get it now. So uh so our creative Tyler. Alright, cool. So we're talking about Tyler the Creator Adams and Earl Sweston McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 hope that he doesn't eat any roaches out there. Yeah, uh, ooh, yuck. For any any uh, rap fans, or put any um, white face on. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's avoid any of those antics. Tyler Tyler Adams has been absolutely demolishing MLS. This this kid is ridiculous. He's been playing. Uh, the the Red Bulls have been playing this kind of hybrid three back five back system where. Uh, he's he's one of the wing backs, uh, but he's also had some time playing in the midfield. Um, as a younger player, I think they wanted to take advantage of his energy out on the wing. But uh, to me, he's a midfielder, um, and he's just kind of like uber talented, and is therefore able to play out out wide. Um, but he is a uh, he is a box to box, gut busting, but still very skillful technical uh, player. Um, but the 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 main thing that has impressed me uh, with his play this year has been his attitude because he. He never felt that he didn't belong. You know, last year he was in he was in uh, USL with the Red Bulls too, uh, who won the championship. Um, so I think he he's has gotten used to playing with men. Uh, the one of the, also, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past one of the ways he announced himself as a as a top prospect was uh, scoring against Chelsea as a 16 year old at, at Red Bull Arena. Whoa! So he's always had that that cutting edge and that kind of um, that kind of you know, gutsiness to, to, to go into challenging situations. Uh, and then playing in the uh, U-20 World Cup, he was, if not our best player, or our, one of our top three uh, players. So he, he has just been exceptional at every level he's been at. Um, and, and that attitude has carried over this year to MLS, where in the, the playoff game that the Red Bulls went out, he quite literally fought uh, Josie Altidore, which is Kind of ballsy for a yeah, young kid trying so this to make was the Nats. A, yeah, this was like a crazy situation that inevitably only that uh, that to me seems like can only happen because of all the terrible Nats things happening. It's like Sasha Klaus is involved, Altidore's involved, yeah. young Tyler Adams on his way up into the scene is involved. So a dude who got ousted, a dude who was handed the keys and crashed the car, and a dude who was not let into the party. Right? These exactly. Guys all and he. Care. And he 
he might be kind of pissed about that. You know, he might be thinking like, if I was there, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, uh, I mean, which he's, is fair because yeah. he's he's had a, a you know a full really really good year with the Red Bulls, one of their best players this year. So, uh, so so that's great to see. We we really like that. We like that fearlessness and leadership. Um, someone else who has always been fearless playing up uh, in in age is uh, Cameron Carter Vickers, who we're see, thrilled see, to finally see, see, see get a cap. Uh, get a cap. He was on the bench in the four nothing defeat at Costa Rica. Was not subbed in. Graham Zusi was subbed in instead of Cameron Carter Vickers, which would have cap tied him. Just one of the biggest organizational mistakes I've ever seen. Add that to uh, the list. That's add that to the list. Yeah, zero days since the last organizational error. Cameron Carter-Vickers really should be cap-tied by now, but is not. It's going to be another year and a half before we get to, uh, which absolutely sucks. But anyway, um, he is, for those who haven't seen him, a uh, six-foot-ish, six-foot-one uh, defender, a little bit stockier than, than he is tall. Um, he, he and, uh, and, and uh, Matt Miazga were the, the pairing at the Under-20 World Cup uh, one cycle ago. And Talk he, about peanut butter uh, and jelly. It's oh, like yeah, the string it's perfect, bean. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the str- I wouldn't call him... It's, it's interesting because I wouldn't say he's uh, considerably fast, nor is he considerably tall. I, I guess his, his main uh, quality is his intelligence, his positioning. Um, his one-on-one defending is really excellent. Um, he, he was at uh, Tottenham for a long time before going finally out on loan to Sheffield United. Uh, this year, where he's been, he's been a, a pretty regular starter. Though uh, reports are that he he's made a couple, you know, big mistakes. Um, that's going to happen with a young player. As long as he's doing well enough to stay in the team, that's good enough for me. CCV is going to be there. Are there any fishies? CCV, we've uh, got... Are there any fishies that we don't see on the roster that are that are worth mentioning, other than just Jonathan Gonzalez? Um, so yeah, one that some people had. Uh, had thought about was uh, Eric Palmer Brown, uh-huh. who's in a, a similar position as uh, Sargent, where he's been touted but really hasn't played much uh, at a professional level. So he's been a star for the U.S. Uh, youth teams. He's played a little bit for Kansas City, a little bit for their uh, USL affiliate. Uh, recently, it came out, uh, though I don't think it's been confirmed, that he's going to go to Man City oh, geez. over the winter. So... Um, so it, it has been confirmed that he's going to be loaned out from Man City over the winter, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, which which doesn't dissuade me actually. I think there's there's a class of player where if they went to Man City, I would be much more fearful that they would get lost in the shuffle. But Eric Palmer Brown is the man. Very versatile, very rangy, uh, nominally a central defender, but has played in midfield for the for the uh, youth teams. Great leader, um, nearly scored a header that got us through against uh, Venezuela in the Under Twenty World Cup in the very last minutes. Um, so he's he's a he's a leader. He's a powerful, smart, uh, all around great defender, um, and and some one of those guys you can see being being a, a rock for the U.S. Uh, in those next couple cycles. So I, I I would you know be curious to to see him. Uh, at a senior level soon, uh, but I, I I recognize why it would be difficult to have more than you know just someone like Sargent in the in the pool. That's you know you don't want to go too crazy. Yeah, yeah. You want to have some kind of stability, some kind of some kind of consistency in the midst of all this change, folks. We are your consistency. The world is the change. Review us on iTunes uh, if this is helping you get through your life uh, and your fandom of this insane insane team. 
um, yeah, review us. Uh, that, that helps us a lot, you know, get visible and stuff like that, uh, just in case uh, we qualify for shit. any major tournaments uh, one day in the future. We'd love to right. have established some kind of a presence. So it'd be great if you guys could review us on iTunes. Get in at the ground floor. Get- <laughs> <laughs> yep, getting ready for Qatar, folks. So, just kidding. To wrap up the fishy report, to wrap up the fishy report, yeah, I have yeah. one, uh, one blanket fishy report for the U17 yeah, yeah. Uh, World Cup team, which we, I think the last time we talked about, they were going into their... Their, yeah, yeah. Their round of sixteen game. They won yeah, that yeah. round of sixteen game against Paraguay five nothing, uh, with a hat trick from Tim Weah, uh, son of George Weah, who is at uh, Paris Saint Germain. Dude looks good. And uh, they proceeded to lose the next game uh, against England Whoops. in kind of embarrassing fashion. They leaked two really soft goals early. Uh, they clawed their way back, um, scored a goal, and then gave up one while they were pressing really hard. Uh, late in the game, so it ended up uh, 4-1 to England. England turned out to be the best team uh, at the tournament by some distance. They crushed Spain in the final uh, to win the tournament. So hard to say that um, we we didn't we didn't uh, that, hard to say we should have won the game. Uh, but the 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 manner of the defeat was a little bit depressing. They they definitely didn't play to their potential. But it was a very good tournament for Tim Weah. It was a very good tournament for. Uh, Josh Sargent, and it was a very good tournament for Andrew Carlton, who showed that he really should be involved in that that uh, high octane Atlanta United attack next year, and I think should be integrated with the full national team if he's able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a tremendous player, very very Pulisic ish, but with I would say more less less speed, more flair. He's he's a little bit more static and 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 you know turret turret passingy, uh, but he he's great in transition and and just a a visionary, uh, a, a excellent creator. So someone, someone who definitely should be, should be folded in. And I think in the U 17 team to briefly eulogize the cycle, they, um, they were, they were scintillating in the Nike friendlies, which, which are U 17s uh, play every year. Uh, they, I think beat, they beat Brazil, Portugal, and, and one other credible national team, Turkey, uh, in that tournament with, with great style. They didn't hit the heights that they could have at the U17 World Cup, but they showed us that there is a new uh, a new approach, a new philosophy. These these are players who have have grown up with US soccer being a thing, who have been able to access MLS academies uh, for their entire kind of uh, apprenticeships as as players, um, even top level academies like like Atlanta. So so there 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 is a lot of uh, a lot of hope for the future. We don't have to be just as good as the Premier League academies quite yet. Um, but I don't think we are really that far. I mean, I think there's there's plenty of progress to be made. Um, but at least at that particular tier, I think the, the education and development of the players is very promising. And there's a few different routes you can go if you're a young American. You know, if you're really, really good, maybe you just go straight to Germany as soon as you're... As soon as you can, at eighteen. And if your grandparent or is from or that, or if you have a passport or whatever, that's yeah, that's the only European way you country. can go before eighteen. That's the big complication. Yeah, they can't just decide to go to Schalke. They have to wait until they're eighteen, unless they have a grandparent like Brexit right. did. So there's that, which is a problem, but. But whatever. So there's different options for the young American. You can then also yes. uh, focus on your MLS game, and then you know all the way down at the bottom tier. If you're not breaking in, really, you you could go to college and potentially maybe get some visibility from that too. So there's there's a lot of ways to go here. If you're young, fishy, any other fishies before we uh, move forward here? Yes, indeed. So so uh, one to to cheat a little bit on the the rule 
about the Olympic team. This is a player who's not eligible for the Olympic team, but is doing something very interesting, and that should be noted. God damn it. Uh, is... We spent so much time figuring out those rules, but anyways. <laughs> the, the rules are made to be broken, Plato. That's right. That's true. That's true. Uh, so we have a young man in Spain for the first time in a while. Interesting. Um, Shaq Moore, who played for the under-20s uh, in the, the Matt Miazga uh, CCV team. Um, as the the right back in that team, and he um, he went to Spain and played third division at this club that was like essentially going out of business uh, after that tournament. And he kind of bounced around in Spain. I think he ended up at a different club, and then finally at Levante, which is a La Liga team. And he was playing for like the C team, and you know just clinging on, making it happen. Um, and, and has no discernible connection to Spain, as far as I can tell, just maybe like got an agent who is connected there. Um, and he has actually started to make the first team for Levante in in La Liga. So he, uh, he has played now, um, two full Copa del Rey matches, uh, the, the Spanish cup, and he just got his debut in La Liga. That, that La Liga with Messi. The real one. So the how old is he? One, he's yeah. 23. He's going to miss. He, he, he's, he's 21. Gonna, he's 21, uh, but he's so going to miss the he, squad by a little bit, but still a very young man. Yeah, um, he, he's, he, he's going to miss uh, the, the Olympos by a couple months. Um, so he's still, you know, in that age cohort. cohort but I, I, I just wanted to shout him out particularly because that's a tough road. That's a tough uh, road. Shouts to the, you, Shaq, for, for carving the, out your own space. Yeah, I think the English and and the the U.S. have kind of a relationship going. I think the Germans and the U.S. have kind of a thing going. Uh, the Spanish do not. So I especially admire the bravery of this young man to 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 go to a place that is very very challenging. Yeah, that's challenging. It's a little Dempsey esque, is it not? Like this approach, this like who? Where is this? fucker coming from and why you know why are you going yeah all that, yeah exactly like, why are you going all that distance what are you fucking dempsey maybe 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 right back dempsey all right keep your eyes peeled folks we're gonna do a, a we are gonna play a team it's a team that's not us that we may not know anything about uh we may not we may not have any interest in this <laughs> other team that we shall play and we may in fact be bitter about the fact that we have to play this game at all uh however we are still going to do our who are these people segment out of necessity honor duty <laughs> we have to do it we have to do it who are these people who are these people these people these people these people these people the battle seems meaningless the struggle is existential nevertheless i turn over to my comrade and i say ugh who are these people um well you know it's portugal they're they're pretty good uh, Portugal are, are, are fifth in the World Football ELO ratings, which are the only ratings that, uh, that have any sort of analytical um, uh, relevance. So they're, they're damn good. They're in the same position where they're bringing their, uh, their younger team, you know, a lot of players who are struggling to, to, to make it into that uh, World Cup squad. There's no Ronaldo, for instance. Uh, a, lot of their, a lot of their veterans are from the Euros aren't here. Um, so you can expect uh, you can expect similar things to the U.S. where there will be a lot of energy. The there will be a lot of players playing like it's their 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 lives are on the line because they're desperate to make this World Cup team. Um, so I expect a stiff test. I firmly expect to lose uh, <laughs> in in Portugal against these really top level players. Um, but uh, but but we'll see. I mean the 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 U.S. Uh, could 
find a little bit of cohesion in this camp. Maybe some of these guys having having known each other from the youth team uh, level might might be able to step up. Uh, but it, it, it'll be a toughie for sure. There's a lot of Champions League quality on show. There you have it, folks. That's who these people are. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it all. It's coming up Tuesday, four-ish uh, Eastern time, Swame, and uh, and of course uh, we're gonna review that show, uh, that that game afterwards uh, with you folks. So if you watch the game, join us for our review. Reach out to us on Twitter at WTP Pod. And uh, here's a, here's a fun announcement. We have BN Sports broadcaster Julian Gonzalez joining us on the show next week following our, our review of the game versus Portugal. So keep your ears and eyes Shouts. open for that awesome dude, Julian Gonzalez. Had a great time talking to him. Uh, we've also got later on in the show, which is not so much later on in the show anymore, a, uh, a sad Bruce V-mail, voicemail. You guys, you know that if, you, if you've been reviewing the show, we've, there's always a chance that the, the coach of the Nasts will read your review live on the air. And the times are a-changing. I'm going to have to get a new roomie around here, potentially, because um, Bruce is out of a job. You know, and it's his own doing. There's there's nothing else we can do about it. But I I do think I, I have a voicemail to check, so I'll check that maybe after the theme song. I, I saw I saw Dave Sarakin announce that he's looking for accommodations for the next two weeks or so. Okay. And then he's going All right. rogue. Well, we could do Qu- kind of quote, like unquote, a couch going rogue. Totally, we can do like a couch yeah. surfing type of deal. It doesn't have right, to be right, like right. a long term yeah. lease. Some Air- Airbnb. Yeah, situation. Airbnb. Exactly. As a, you know, whatever. We 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 can figure something out. But um. How how are you feeling? Do you feel like we we got them covered? Do you feel like we have the people covered here? I think so. I think so. I I am I'm, I'm hopeful and uh, not fearful at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we have anything to fear, and 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 we are no, probably going to lose this game, and at the very yeah, least, we'll fine. get to see some yeah. exciting young players, and just finally get to have these answers, uh, these questions answered a little bit of what does this <laughs> look like without Bradley? What does this look like without Altidore? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, I mean, maybe maybe I do have a little bit of a fear, which is that anybody gives a crap about the result. You know, I I think the this is something that we really need to get into our heads because. If we're to treat the Gold Cup like a friendly, which you and I think is the right strategic approach, we sure as hell have to treat our friendlies like friendlies, which we don't. I know. You know we, we, and we, listen, we're, we're as guilty of this, uh, not as guilty, but we're guilty of this sometimes, of looking at a friendly against uh, Germany or the Netherlands and thinking, damn, this team, this team could go places, uh, and then it doesn't happen. But like, yeah, this is not a real game the score doesn't matter this is something that you know i think from from senior level all the way on down we have to start looking at these situations as how do the players look you know are they prepared are they aggressive do they have good touch you know are they communicating is there a tactical plan what it says on the scoreboard does not matter in this game it it just true well and truly does not and so don't don't get too hung up if it's a victory you know if we if we get dominated for 89 minutes and then sneak a goal uh and and don't get too sad if it's a 6 nothing cuz it very well could be a 6 nothing and it, and even in a 6 nothing I, I think there would be a lot to talk about and a lot of good things to note so absolutely um, it's yeah. not about the result it's about how we play and how we go about it and how we look and how we develop moving into the future that's all that matters that's because right. folks the world cup is all that matters. And that, once again, does not diminish the value of every step along the way. It only enriches it because everything could lead to the number one most important thing in all of our lives, professional 
personal <laughs> sporting, and it is that damn trophy. Folks, uh... Children I, may, baby. I... I want to do a hope. I hope that... I hope that over time, Weston McKenney gets, uh, gets tatted up real heavy. I don't know. I just feel hey, like he, he can he can race Polisic. Yeah, I just no. yeah him and Polisic. <laughs> Polisic's well ahead. I know. Jeez, <laughs> Polisic really went in. But but I feel like Weston McKenney should get on that boat. Try try to try to join the tattoo game. You know, I think we should be a tatted up squad. I think that's kind of intimidating and cool and a very American way to be. So I hope Weston McKenney gets on that tattoo tattoo uh, bandwagon if you if you have some photo of of a tattoo that he's already got hit us hit us with that at wtp pod folks i love love my dino mighty wallet in theory it's apparently compostable um i bet i could boil it up and eat it like a tasty tasty crock he won't stop talking about the dino mighty wallet i love it so much it's amazing thin lightweight <laughs> uh environmentally friendly get yourself a dino mighty wallet i love it when uh, I prepare, I prepare for rain, and then I get outside and it's sunshine, baby. I'm going back yes. in. I'm gonna leave some of these garments behind, and I'm gonna venture out into the sun. And I, I, I definitely like to do a few, but not very many jumping jacks. But I don't love any of that. <laughs> I don't love any of that shit. One, two. <laughs> All set. Woo! Water break. I don't Woo! love any of that shit. As much as I love the Nats, let's go young Nats. Let's go, boys. Actual boys. <laughs> <laughs> let's go actual children. Actual children. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Let's get it. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Clayton, it's uh, Bruce here. I'm on my way back, back up to the Pacific Northwest from Trinidad. Obviously really disappointed that uh, Jurgen couldn't win that, that first game in Mexico. We did our part, got the 12 points. It was all there for us, but uh, you know, Jurgen just, just screwed it up in that first game. It's extremely disappointing, it's crushing defeat. For all of us to have lost that first game that Jurgen lost, because it's Jurgen's fault. I uh, had the chance, uh, now that I'm no longer going to be coaching the national team, I had the chance to look at, look at some of your emails, take care of some of those for you, uh, do a little personal assisting of you, uh, as is my want, as is my habit, as a good roommate of yours. Got a couple reviews from your listeners here. They seem uh, enthusiastic about your enthusiasm. Double E1484 says, Best U.S. specific soccer podcast. Entertaining, informative, and funny. Josh James 7 says, Like talking with my friends about USMNT. That's us. Really entertaining so far. Rebels1442 says, Awesome show, but do more of them. Love the show, but I want more episodes. Five stars. All five stars there. Good job, guys. Keep up the good work. Boo, 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 boo. 
Fluvuzela. That's the thing about the fluvuzelas. It doesn't make a sound. It just says fluvuzela. <laughs> you just blow no into it. No matter what you, you blow like, into it. Fluvuzela. Fluvuzela. <laughs> 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 you drop, <laughs> drop it down a flight of stairs. It's like like, s- the, like those uh, duck calls that they sell at Cabela's. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, you just roll. It's rolling around the bottom of your rowboat. Fluvu, 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 fluvu. Colasso, colasso. Me, 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 and you like show up. Like, what was that sound? What was that beautiful, beautiful sound? What? Something is drawing me. We get shot in the head with a soccer ball. I've been traveling. I've been traveling barefoot for miles, trying to figure out the source of that beautiful, saccharine, sweet fluvu sound. Fluvuzella. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sounds like a Pokemon now. Yeah, we got a pod. All right, all right, let's pod.